This is Lon Witt, episode 31, Accounting Tips for Creatives with Peter Lang. Welcome to Law & Wit, Creative Counsel for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brittany Rattel, mother of four, entrepreneur, naptime lawyer, and attorney for creative entrepreneurs. I'm here to share inspiration and action so that you can tackle your business blocks and confidently own your business in every sense of the word. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I am so excited to introduce our guest today. Um, I have on here Peter Lang, and Peter has been working in accounting for 17 years, but after realizing his niche several years ago, he decided to run uh, with jobs specifically in the design world. He often sees designers trying to do it all on their own and is a strong advocate uh, for one designated person to crunch all your numbers. Using Design Manager, he can help oversee everything that goes into a project um, from accounting to industry reports and project management. He also is the author of the book, Five Easy Ways to Grow Your Interior Design Business. So thank you so much, Peter, for being on here. Thanks, Brittany, for having me. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, of course. So, um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know what you do um, for people in the creative industry and how you kind of got to that place and, and serving that niche and, and why you felt that niche was so underserved. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm currently based in Rhode Island, but I spent I spent a good point of time living living in Boston. And when I was living in Boston, I was um, working with all sorts of clients for someone. Um, and then I went out on my own, and I just wanted to niche. And so what I did was I actually looked at a list of my clients, and I uh, came up. I made a list of the people that I, you know, felt like I got along with the most. I created the most value for, and just overall good experience. And I realized most of those people were creative people. They were in the design industry, so it seemed obvious. And that was my um, that that was it was like my aha moment. Like that's it. That's my niche. So um, we we just. Uh, rebranded and hit the ground running from there, and um, and that's what we've done ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's that has to have been a great moment of clarity, just to uh, realize that those are who your people were, and you know you enjoyed, and you know I mean as we talk about on here, there's so many great things about working in the creative you know industry, and you know the vitality and the energy and the passion people bring to their um, to their craft, and that's awesome that you were able just to be self aware enough to recognize you know what you saw and working with them and how that could be you know a, a viable business niche. Yeah, absolutely. When I would go out to clients, I would uh, I would like look back on my day or whatever when I was traveling, and it was like, okay, it was just like more fun to be uh, hanging around with those type of people versus you know any uh, versus other clients that are just like kind of a normal, maybe like the, the show The Office, like that kind of thing. It was just just boring, you know. Yeah, so. just just boring. So yeah, and and, and sometimes a lot of ways too afraid to interject too much of their personality into their work, you know, a lot more of the stiff, you know, professional and big air quotes, uh, corporate stuff that, um, yeah, can, can lead absolutely. to a, a very slow death on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. For, for sure. Um, so, you know, as you, 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 you play a lot of the role that you do is, you know, just educating people about in the, in the arts here about how we can use accounting and finances to really help their business and make it a more successful business. So, um, when you start talking to people and kind of beginning that conversation with them, um, you know, what do you like, what to recommend in terms of when is it a good time to start seeking out a professional and how should that process look like? Yeah. Um, so I always say that 
with the help of, so we're an all virtual firm, so we really like the uh, different options of cloud-based accounting, and um, for for uh, creative types that are either that have a bunch of clients that they're traveling around, or maybe they're just doing work throughout, it's it's great. You know, it, it's um, it's something that's not that expensive, and it's something that you you can you, you know you you want to help with the assistance of that. So I'd say that in the beginning you want to uh, at least make sure you're um, researching different types of accounting options cloud-based options and um, finding one that that you work with because even if you have an accountant that um, is comfortable with it you need to be comfortable with it as well because at the end of the day you're still owning a business and you still need to be um, constantly reviewing your financial information Right. Yeah. So in that respect, um, you know, to people who think like, well, I have an accountant or I have someone who, who does that, who does the numbers, um, you know, and thinks that they don't need to be aware or, you know, have that part of their process or a review, um, you know, what, what do you tell them to kind of convince them to maybe uh, see the error yeah. of their ways? <laughs> well, I tell them that you don't need to know about everything, but there are like what I call like non-negotiable things that you do have to pay attention to. And I do, I do have plenty of clients that are like, you handle the finances, I handle the creativity. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. But we've patiently kind of explained that there are things um, that, you know, it is really important that you keep track of because you you don't want to be working for free. You want to, you know, you're doing this, you know, you, you, most people are doing it because they have a passion for doing that. And that's great. But at the end of the day, you are also, if you're owning your own business, you're also working hard to hopefully make a profit and live a comfortable life. So, um, there are things that you need to look at that um, that you you can't ignore. Exactly, that you can't put aside. I love that you said you know that you 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 need to know that you're not working for free. You know that's the baseline, um, and it's really hard to get a handle of of that. You know, especially if you're kind of running a more complicated client-based, you know, creative service business where you have money coming in or you're doing work on behalf of clients and then you have other vendors that you're working with and not having a good grip on where exactly are we at on in, in the cash flow and is this, you know, being a profitable project and relationship that I'm having with this client? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so when you, um, you know, when someone maybe is, is approaching an accountant, whether it's someone like you or it's someone else, or someone is convinced that they do need someone locally, you know, I still have some clients who are who are really stuck on that. Um, you know, what's kind of some good questions that they should be asking of, of an accountant who maybe is a good match for what they're doing in their business? Yeah, I mean. It, this isn't the end all be all, but one of the first questions you can ask is just, um, what is your experience? How many clients do you have in the design industry or the creative industry? Because um, that's kind of important. Uh, I always say that um, this is perfectly okay, but um, creatives have, um, you know, you're really good at creating stuff. And a lot of them will openly admit, I'm not very good at the finances. Just like I'm very good at finances stuff, but I'm not going to um, say I can decorate my whole house. Like I'm just, or I can, uh, you know, take really good pictures and sell them. I, I can't do that. And I, I that's okay. So um, having. And finding someone that you can trust, finding someone that you can communicate with and ask questions and not feel like they're getting mad at you or you still don't understand. So finding someone that has the patience to be able to explain things to you so that you understand and just an overall um, uh, trust feeling. 
Mm-hmm. Do you have that? And a lot of times, like, there might be people who are listening that have an accountant that deep down inside in their gut, they know it's not the right um, fit. But I always say, like, have the courage to at least search for someone and talk to someone and find someone who's who you're comfortable with. If you have someone who says, um, you know, we usually talk to our clients once a year, I you know, there's plenty of accountants that are like that and people are happy like that, but I don't think that they're giving the uh, maximum amount of value that that, that they could. Um, a good person's going to be like on your team, they want to see you grow and they're going to, you know, want to check in with you at least a couple of times during the year. So um, right. if you don't feel comfortable uh, if you get done talking to someone or you have an account right now that you don't feel comfortable talking to, then that's the red flag. You you really need to go out and at least search for someone and talk to someone and see if you can um, you can get along with someone better, like it's a better fit for your team. Exactly. No, I think that's that's really smart in terms of looking at the relationship and like you said, not being afraid to um you know be curious to push back and make sure that you're having a really good give and take relationship and that you know you're not one that um feels like you can't share what's going on with your business and even share a little bit of your business vision i like that you shared that because if you want to grow your business as most people do um then having a good handle on your finances and how you're going to fund that or what does that look like um you know it's really important to be on the same page there Yep, and that, and in order to do that, because that changes all the time, right? We have ideas that we think our business is going to look like in six months, a year, three years, but that changes all the time. Um, so having constant communication is, I think, the most important thing. That's awesome. So well, wonderful. Um, so what have you seen if, you know, um, maybe even a step back from that, if someone doesn't even have an accountant yet, if they're still, you know, DIYing it, um, what are some of the challenges that you see when people are still in that state? Um, and and what, what are some of the benefits they could get from, um, from moving on and, you know, being able to invest and really having a, a professional at their side? Yeah, so, I mean, in the beginning, I get it. There are people that say, like, I, I can't afford an accountant right now. Um, but I would say that <clears throat> there are certain people um, – that need to be on your team that you need to invest in and and an accountant is right up there and I'm not I'm not saying that just because I'm an accountant I it accounting and finance and taxes are one of the most important thing you want that to run as smooth as possible so if if you're trying to do it yourself um you, you know you, what you don't know could hurt you right so I, I can give you an example of someone who you know I met and they they said they couldn't afford like let's say a whole year package but they wanted to buy a block of time they just wanted me to like review last year's tax return and do kind of that stuff and in the midst of me looking at that I just found one thing and was able to kind of amend something quick and get them like $600 back which is a lot of money Um, and they're like wow like I would have never had ever known that and I would have done that kept doing that every year without without knowing and uh, would have never known so it kind of paid for itself so um, you definitely want to that's something that you definitely want to invest in um, but I would say you you know you can wait and make the decision when you find someone that you're comfortable with just don't pick an account and just say okay great I need an account now I need an account so um, you know uh, the other thing is is if you're doing it yourself and you're like 
um, searching things on search engines and stuff like that and just reading stuff. What you perceive to be like the right way may not exactly be the right way. That's another thing. So um, that happens all the time. So um, yeah. I, yeah. I say it's one of the group, uh, best investments you can make. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of other um, kind of business podcasts, especially ones that are kind of geared at, you know, teaching and educating entrepreneurs. And a lot of them are sponsored by some of the familiar names and kind of cloud-based accounting software that we, we might be familiar with. And not to throw shade on those companies, because, you know, anything's better than nothing than like, you know, you just have you scratched out receipts. But, um, but you know, some of the downsides, it seems from my perspective, as, as a non-accountant, but someone who's in a, in a similar field of trying to, you know, get value for your clients is that, um, you know, it can kind of be garbage in, garbage out. You know, if you are still deducting the stuff that you shouldn't be or, or categorizing mm-hmm. it wrong or not reconciling, then it'll just perpetuate that. And depending on what you use, there might not be someone else to kind of check and say like, hey, we maybe need to adjust this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they let, they get, they make it easier to do it yourself, but um, they don't make I, it right. Are, are you are you right? Are you are you doing it right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or are you just are you just easily you know setting yourself up for a horrendous audit and and, right. and tax Nobody, penalties? Those, those are not fun at all. No, 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 they're not. So. Um, okay, and so you kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know, some of what maybe you should look at in working with someone is not just a once a year conversation, or you know, waiting to the eleventh hour before the tax deadline. Um, you know, that's that's a less than, than stellar financial strategy. Um, so, um, especially if people, as, as they might be aware, might need to be doing quarterly taxes and be on top of that. Um, so, Absolutely, what are some yeah. other you know reasons that you can think of in terms of why people need to be um, have this as part of a continual workflow analysis that they're doing, you know, every month or every quarter? You know, what else yep. could they be missing out on? So let's start with the person who maybe um, is still doing it on their own and they're still filing their tax return based on, uh, like, let's say, using like a TurboTax, right? Um, what happens with all of the tax softwares is um, when they're done, when you're done with it, um, the software will assume that your um, your numbers are going to stay the same for the next year, right? And we know that every business is different. It's not going to be the exact same. So even if you get it all done yourself and you see that the system produced these quarterly payments and you make them um, – you're kind of ignoring you're ignoring taxes for an entire year um so if you have someone who is in constant contact with you so what we do for our clients is we meet with them quarterly and we kind of we can see their um their profits and that kind of stuff but we also see like okay what's going to happen throughout the year um and we can adjust those things accordingly and make sure that they're making estimated tax payments that they need to do or we're doing tax planning strategies that are good for them so that when it comes time to file the tax return everything it's no big deal hopefully it's like a break-even situation and we've moved on and we're like focusing on you know the goals the financial goals for the upcoming year and how we're going to achieve those right exactly yeah i mean i've had clients who um, you know, they've had to make, you know, huge shifts in their business. They had planned on hosting a large event or they were going to go and take their team on a vacation and, you know, b- team building something. And then, oh, surprise, they have a 15 grand, you know, tax liability or something. And it just mm, wipes yeah. out with the cushion that they had there. And I'm sure you've seen that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. So, yeah. So. Yeah. It's not, and it's not good. Those are not the surprises that we want. <laughs> No, but you know what? We're talking right now in November, and so um, 
no matter what what time it is that you're listening to this i always say like if it's whatever year it is as long as you're taking action before the end of the year it gives you so many more um opportunities to not have to deal with tax surprises and and do the thing that do the things that are best for you not just like if your accountant says like just go spend money to get your profit down make sure you're spending money on something that you can invest in your business in it's something that's good for your business you're not you're not just buying something just for the heck of it just so we don't owe any taxes and then you're like okay what are we going to do with this crap right that we and it's hard it. yeah and it's hard to make those kinds of good decisions on december 30th you know when you're oh, like yeah. at, you Absolutely. know 11 o'clock on amazon of like what can i buy <laughs> Yeah, no, you know? no, yeah. no way. So yeah, thinking about like uh, um, thinking about how your year has gone and figuring out a way to kind of project um, on what you know what's going to happen in 2018. It's it's the way to go so that um, there are no surprises and you can make decisions like that. So yeah, definitely. So. Um, I mean, we've kind of all already touched about it in terms of what, um, but what are the kind of the common mistakes you see creative professionals make in handling their finances or maybe deducting things? Or are there ones that you find yourself correcting people or explaining again and again, hey, that, hey, these are not deductions or these should be, um, but especially that happen a lot to creatives? Um, I would say that uh, sometimes like, uh, a lot of times it'll be like, um, I don't know, like haircuts or like gym memberships or, or um, other luxury items that uh, maybe some people think that they need for their business. But in fact, like a, the IRS would think that that was um, not deductible. Um, and then on the other end, there are certain times that there are, you know, based on your situation, there could be other deductions that are out there that, you know, you are eligible to take that you didn't know. So mm-hmm. it kind of depends on the person, but I would say that is, uh, you know, a couple of the more interesting things that the come ones up. that you see and, and fight with you know yeah i mean people ask me and i you know have to give them a huge disclaimer i am not an accountant i am not a cpa yeah. i'm an attorney i'm looking at it from a very different side of the coin but you know people have asked me about what about conferences and they say well yeah if it's you know a business conference then that that's going to be good that's a good chance that things are you know or you're probably going to be able to deduct that and but if you're a blogger yeah and you're trying to you know deduct your nails your mani and pedi that you get every Mm -hmm. month or your haircut that starts to look a little bit not like a business expense yeah and I've seen I've seen people get audited, and the agent will ask like, you know, what was this conference for? What was that conference for? What was this travel for? And if they're, you know, if you're, if it's something that you're directly, you know, your business is directly associated with, that's completely fine. So, um, if you're staying on vacation in that location for a while, then things get complicated. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, that's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So all, all good things just to be checking in with yourself and, you know, maybe push back that little voice in your head that just says, deduct, deduct, it's all business. Yeah, yeah. So, right, yeah. right. In your anxious. gut, if you're questioning it and you're like, eh, I don't know, like, it's probably a good idea to either call your accountant or kind of do a little bit more research to see if um, if it's true or not. Yeah, if it's on the up and up. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good feeling is, you know, l- listen to your gut, trust yourself. So you, you may know more than you think. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, you know, this, you know, is, is a specific kind of nerdy question, but it's one I get a lot from my clients who are currently set up as an LLC, who've, who've done the great job of setting up and getting a professional business entity together, which awesome, good job. Um, and yep. now we're wondering when is the, maybe the right time to switch and be taxed as an S corp. Um, so I'm sure yeah. you see that a lot. What is that transition or what are some things you should be considering at that phase? Um, so this is like a broad overview. Every person's situation is different. Here's my disclaimer, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I always say that if you're looking at your profit and loss statements, if you're looking at what, your profit, which is the amount that you have made after all of your expenses, um, if that starts to get to be like, let's say, between like thirty, forty thousand, and you know you're going to continue to grow and hire more employees, and um, it's just going to go on the up and up there, then you need to start considering um, the switch. And then, so um, uh, you know, if you have an accountant and you're wondering about the switch, and and you're you think you're past that point, just asking like. You know, if I did switch, what would you? What What's the benefits of it? How much would I save? So, um, we have situations where, um, and it can be done. You know, you can change it throughout the year. So, um, we have situations where people call us in the early fall, and they're like, you know what, I'm having a a great year. I'm I'm gonna hire someone, and I I'm just I've got like five or six projects in online. I know I'm gonna keep getting bigger. Um, we just do a little calculation for them and show them like what we're thinking and how much it's gonna save them every year. Um, and uh, and that's you know um, that's pretty much how. So on an overview, I would say if your profit, let's say, is like right around forty thousand, it's gonna keep going up. Um, you definitely need to look into taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And making that switch, so yeah, that, that, that's awesome. So, which is great because then you get the tax benefits, and you still don't have to do all the corporate e stuff. You don't have to do minutes in the board and all the yep, other administrative exactly. headaches. So, yeah. Yeah, just and it's um, applying to be an S corp is once if you're if you're already set with that LLC stuff and you're it's just letting the IRS know that you want to be taxed that way and your accountant can help you fill out. It's a very simple form that you um, you just have to sign and send in and then they'll let you know it's okay. Yeah, awesome. So okay, so for all of you who are have been afraid or wondering or not wanting to have that conversation or look at those numbers yet, you know be thinking about those numbers and, you know, be, be ahead of it and, you know, be the one who's looking for, I'm reaching that profit mark or I've already hit it. Um, let's start having those conversations earlier rather than later. And obviously if you want to keep looking at that and taking advantage of that and seeing where you're at, you need to make sure that your accounting is up to date and accurate too. That's the other thing. You can't, if you wait till the end of the year or if your accountant doesn't, um, is, is, being slow with getting it done and you know your books haven't been reconciled for a while you're not going to really know exactly what the true numbers are and then you can't you're not going to be able to take advantage of the tax planning opportunities yeah yeah very good point so awesome um so if you can kind of give a you know a a closing you know tips of three uh, tips um or some you know that that you could say uh, in terms of how people can do better in organizing their finances as a creative um what would they be well, the first one would be to um, make sure you're um, always keeping track of your cash, right? So um, cash is king. Cash is the most important thing. You don't want to run your business on, uh, uh, you know, on debt, right? So um, if you're the type based on how you bill, if, if you get half or full, full amount and you have to 
um, if you're getting a lot of money up front, you need like some people have multiple bank accounts so that they don't spend all that money before they have to buy the stuff or the project, um, or you know spend sales tax collections uh, before you do that. So. Um, getting a good handle on how much money you have, which is totally different from what your profit could be, um, that's really important. Um, the other thing is, is uh, don't be afraid to budget. Um, so, like, if it's the end of the year, like, and you have, just think about like your vision and some goals for the upcoming year, and you know what are those goals and where, do, where, do, what does that mean for money? Um, don't be afraid to to do a budget. You know, and and see like what the year um, ahead could could mean. Uh, let's see. And then the uh, the third thing would just be um, just make sure that you're communicating with your team, your financial team. Don't ignore it. That's th- that's the biggest thing I can tell everyone. Don't ignore it. I know it gets busy a lot, but um, um, the longer you ignore it, the more of the problems you know that can that can come up so yeah the bigger the storm clouds can gather around you so if you ignore it it reminds me yeah my uh my dad was always famous in our family for taking bites of our food and you know we would try to push back and be like no dad come on i just made this like awesome waffle and i really don't want you to take a bite and he would always tell us the longer you wait the bigger the bite is gonna be and then of course Uh, you'd be like okay 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 take a bite (laughs) so i think you know i just want to try i just want to try so i think you know putting off things like accounting financial taxes legal i'm going to put in that same category shameless self-promotion there um is a little bit like that sometimes the longer you put that off and don't let someone come in the bigger that bite is and the bigger the headache it is for you yep absolutely and i just thought of something quick just make sure that because um you were you were saying before like you get questions you say i'm not an accountant and i get questions all the time that says just so you know i'm not an attorney so it's um if you're going to do it right, you want to make sure that you have a good accountant, you want to make sure you have a good attorney, and you want to make sure that everyone's in communication because legal, tax, completely different. But if everyone's on the same page, then it all works out. So Yeah, and then everyone's moving forward. The, you know, Everyone's on the same train, moving forward. We're in the good direction. And yeah, there are, there are no weird issues going on. Yeah, no absolutely on, 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 on the whole train. So. Well, that's awesome. So I just want to review tips for everybody. So um, Peter's first was always keeping track of your cash and knowing that, uh, importantly, that cash um, can be different than what your actual profits are. But it's really important to know as you're looking at especially any capital expenditures that you want to doing, any you know things that you're really going to be investing and moving forward in your business about um, how much cash do you have, how much cash is coming in, what is supposed to be coming in, and maybe if you have any deficiencies there. Um, Second is not to be afraid to budget, um, and so that you need to be looking backwards and keeping track and good numbers and metrics. Um, you know, I think some of us sometimes in this new digital age, we're good about keeping track of vanity stats that don't matter. You know, we're good about tracking what our social followers are or how many YouTube views we have or, or clicks or something or what our Facebook ads are performing at. Um, try to apply some of that similar enthusiasm and gusto to what's happening in your financial terms, um, you know, looking at what what is your budget saying and how did you do on this previous budget and then just trying to put on your best guesses. You know, sometimes it's hard to imagine how things will change and grow in businesses and we all have curveballs um, considerably that come, but, um, but using your, your best efforts can really put you in a rock solid financial position. 
And the third is to make sure you're in constant communication with your financial team. Um, you know, don't don't let the sun go down. Let's make sure that you know everyone is is on the same page with what's going on in your business and what the plan is to move forward. Um, and then you'll be in a much better position to really grow um, and support your business in the way that it needs to be supported. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sounds good. So yeah. So Peter, if people want to connect with you, which I'm sure they they do, and they're interested in about what you're offering and educating about, um, what's the the best way they can do that? Yeah. So you can go to our website. It's uh, thedesignercpa.com, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well at the Designer CPA. Designer CPA. So, um, and as you said, you have clients from all over. So you're not, you know, relegated to any specific spot in the U.S. That's what's great about tax laws is they are, you know, federal, and so they're the same everywhere. And so, yeah, yeah. You, you serve clients from all across the nifty. Yeah, we're we're completely uh, virtual, which has been pretty awesome because it's it's gotten us to meet people from all over, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, well, thanks so much for for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Okay, and thank you guys for being here and listening in. Um, I know that accounting is probably right up there with legal in terms of the sexiness as it is to talk about it with your business. Um, But what I loved in reviewing this podcast and editing it and getting ready to go out to you guys um, is I love what Peter talked about in terms of when you have a budget, um, when you're looking at your numbers and you're making friends with them, um, then you can decide how you want to help those achieve your financial goals. Um, And I'm sure you have big dreams for your business this year and every year, um, even, you know, for this business quarter. I know I do, and I'm sure you do too. And the way that one of the ways that we can actually make those happen is to be on top of our numbers so that we know what we can invest in. Okay. It makes it so much easier um, when a course opens up that you've been dying to start in, you know, one of those that's the special limited time, you know, courses um, that you want to take or something, or when there's a conference that you get an opportunity to go to and travel to, or when there's a business opportunity to invest in, or there's a new equipment that you really want to get your hands on. Um, Talking about those bigger things that will move your business forward and that can sometimes seem out of reach if you don't have a plan, okay? And so this, you know, is a really close analog to your personal finances. And regardless of where you are on that, um, if you're running a business, you cannot afford to ignore your numbers, okay? Because by definition, a business has to make money, okay? Not in how much money you make, that's going to be up to you, you know, and there's a, I know there's a whole lot to unpack there about your comfort level of your finances and your numbers and where you're at and your goals. Um, but there's no way that you are going to be able to achieve the things that you want to without um, knowing where you're at and when your numbers um, and whether that means doing it on your own and just getting really good at it and watching a lot of tutorials and going down that rabbit hole, or it means hiring someone or some combination thereof. You know, this is not a a complete, you know, binary system that either you have a professional and you hand off everything to them or you do it all on your own and, you know, you're just dying alone in your foxhole waving the white flag, okay? There's a lot of in-between in terms of how you can hire help, what you can keep on on your plate, and then what you want help with that you don't enjoy. Um, But I hope that this episode has sparked your interest into tackling this thing and that that you want to move forward with these tactics in terms of making your business a little bit more legit in this space and moving it forward. If you want the show notes for this episode, um, I'm going to make them available on the show notes page. As always, um, the show notes that you can get for each podcast is just the number. So it's brittanyrattel.com slash 
Um, so this one is going to be 31, okay? So B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-R-A-T-E-L-L-E.com slash 31. And I am going to do a handout for this one. Um, I'm going back and trying to do handouts for all of my episodes um, when I have time. So, But I think this one will be especially useful. So I will have a freebie handout if you go to that link. Um, and you'll get the three tips that Peter mentioned. You'll also get some of the, the kind of my favorite quotes and takeaways that I got from listening to this episode that I will think be useful to you. So if you've been listening on the go, didn't get a chance to take notes and you're like, oh, what was it that we talked about? And you really want a kind of an action plan of what you're going to tackle and get and get going. Um, here's the greatest way for you to download it, get it, and then start using it in your business. Okay. Um, and when you get that freebie, then you'll also be added to my email list. Okay. Um, which email list, I don't even send it out all the time, but it's something that when I do send it out, that it's really useful. I make sure that I have the best of my content, the best tips and tricks that I have that can help you with your creative business. Um, and I, I'm always cognizant of your time and I don't, I don't like to waste it or take it lightly. So, um, that's something that will be always be a good resource for you. And that's my number one priority. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. If you haven't left a review, please leave a review, share a friend, tag somebody, send it over, over instant messages to someone who maybe needs this in their business and say, you know, thumbs up. Hey, I believe in you. I know that you've got great things going in your business. Here's maybe a piece that can help that happen. Remember that you are a business owner and you can own your business and all that that entails. Go get them, Tiger. Have a great week.